I am Jeff Garcia, and this is Locked On Spurs. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And as mentioned, I am Jeff Garcia, Lee Spurs, over at the Spurs Zone, which you can find at News for San Antonio, Fox 29, SanAntonio.com. Your San Antonio Spurs will be taking on the Dallas Mavericks tonight, uh, the second meeting uh, this city season between the two Texas teams. So we're going to dive into that. Mexes and O's, key factors, X factors heading into tonight's contest because the Spurs are on a two-game mini losing streak. So, hmm, what's up with them? But before we do that, let me bring on my guest, James Pleasure. Man, the myth, the legend over at News 4 SA. He is a co-host of Saturday Morning Hangover, uh, along with RJ Ochoa. James, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Um, before we dive into some Spurs NBA stuff, you reminded me of a, a very key date today. It's yeah, very January 16th. Very important. It's very important for you and me, um, and pretty much the rest of nerd nerddom. Do you want to fill in the lockdown listeners what today is? Well, today is January the sixteenth, and that is the American release date for the Dragon Ball Super Broly movie, Hell which is out in theaters yes. right now. And I'm looking at it; it's at Santico's Embassy, Regal Cinemas, Live Oak 18, Santico's huh. Rialto. I'm looking at Showtime's right now, buddy. <laughs> so briefly, because we got to dive into the Spurs news, but hey. For those listening right now, if you do not know who the man, the myth, the legend is, Broly, Google it, James, because once they do that, my goodness, they're about to realize how much of a beast this guy is. He's a monster. I mean, he is one of my favorite movies, uh, one of my favorite movies from the original Dragon Ball Z series, and they brought him back a couple of different times, and really the first two were just insane and showcased a power that and just basically an animalistic Mm -hmm. fighter that just knows nothing but destruction and they're finally going to make him canon so finally yes and Um, following events of the tournament of power arc in dragon ball super which was fantastic it's mm-hmm. going to be very interesting to see where this goes. Yeah, I'm interested in it. And for those of y'all who are tuning in, and big Dragon Ball Z fans, just Dragon Ball, go check it out. James and I will be there. And by the way, for the rest of the United States, the nation, the world, you're welcome. You owe James and I around <laughs> because if it wasn't for us, we wouldn't get y'all into the pop culture. Can you believe that? Dragon Ball Z now is accepted as pop culture among some actors and athletes now. It's almost like if you're not a DBZ fan, then what's wrong with you? Well, I mean, you've seen multiple, like in the NFL, whether it's on cleats, you've seen Goku yeah. or Vegeta or stuff on cleats on those My Cleats, My Cause stuff, yeah. or you've seen cool stuff like when the Cleveland Browns earlier this season did the fusion dance after oh a touchdown celebration, yeah. or you've seen uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, the Pittsburgh Steelers, do a Kamehameha wave in the end zone with the football. <laughs> yeah. Like It's been it's been pretty cool. It's definitely worked its way into pop culture in the United States after many, many years. 
Yeah, and, and even like for NBA standards, the Dallas Mavericks, they use that, um, the, the Dragon Ball, the Saiyan, we're about to go Super Saiyan, they use that in a lot of their uh, in-game clips on their Jumbotron. And even De'Aaron Fox, the Sacramento Kings guard, he's a huge DBZ fan. So yeah, it's, it's here, it's arrived, the movie's here, go check it out. But you're here for some Spurs basketball, so let's dive into this. James, as mentioned, oh. these <laughs> James is having a heart attack now. What? We're we gonna get away from that topic. Um, <laughs> uh, James, Spurs Mavericks tonight in Big mm-hmm. Dallas. Um, the Spurs. Let's uh, get them caught up real fast. Haven't been really looking too great in the last two games. A uh, two-game losing streak. Lost to the Thunder. A loss to the Hornets. Um, before we dive into tonight's game, what's wrong with this team? They're tired. I, I mean, you could see they they start the game okay, but their legs are gone by the second half and the fourth quarter, especially. Like they just don't have anything left, and you can directly correlate that to the double overtime win against the Oklahoma City Thunder before they had to travel the next day to Oklahoma City mm-hmm. to play them again. The team's just tired. I think I saw a stat where DeMar Rosen has led the league in minutes, and I know LaMarcus Aldridge isn't far behind. He's played more Spurs minutes in the month of January than most players in the Spurs organization are used to playing in a long period of time. They haven't gotten their rest days. You haven't seen him sitting much. You haven't seen him in-game resting them where they start, and then you just see a whole bunch of start uh, bench players come in later in the game, and they just finish it out. And for lack of a better words, Pop usually would quote-unquote punt a game, it seems, mm-hmm. even though they either keep it close or win those games with their backups because they've been so good. But we haven't seen the rest from these players. Plus, they're missing... A couple of key pieces, Marco Bellinelli went down the other day, and Rudy Gay's been out for a few games now. And so they're they're lacking some firepower, and they're just tired. Well, you know, you look, you, you brought up a good point, tired. Um, you factor in a double OT win versus the Thunder, then they got to travel to OKC, face the Thunder, then they got to travel back to San Antonio to take on the Hornets in a very emotional game, Tony Parker's return. Um you factor all that together, so it's almost like on double fronts. It's they're tired, the NBA schedule, an emotional game, and then they got to play at a high peak right now just to stay keep up with the west of the, west of the Western Conference. Is this simply a matter of NBA scheduling? Because if Popovich was asked that question by you or me right now, he'd probably look at us and say, "All teams have to go through this throughout the uh, eighty-two season." He'd probably say that, but he'd probably also say something like, yeah, look at the minutes these guys have logged lately. Um, It's you can see it on the floor in their performance. Uh, The defense isn't quite what it was. And part of that's due to tired legs when you got to keep people in front of you um, night in, night out, especially when you're talking about over 100 uh, possessions per game. I mean, it, the body just wears down eventually. And so I think it's going to be good for them to get a couple of days off like, and just kind of get their legs back under them and get onto a regular routine and maybe, you know, steal some minutes for DeMar and LaMarcus in one of these next home games. Yeah, uh, so the Spurs definitely uh, look a little bit uh, ragged right now. Hopefully they'll snap out of it, but it doesn't get any easier. Uh, we mentioned about the Mavericks game. They also got to travel to Minnesota 
after visiting Dallas. So it's no time for the weary right now, James. So let's go ahead and dive right into this. So the Spurs are coming into tonight's matchup 25 and 20, as mentioned, losing two games straight, uh, facing the Mavericks for the first uh, second time this season. Mavericks are 20 and 23. The Spurs already met Dallas this season and they topped them. That was back in San Antonio. But when you look at this game tonight, especially the Dallas side, how much what 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 can you say about the uh, rookie Luka Doncic? I mean, my goodness, are you sure he's 19 years old, James? He's a monster. Jeez. He is yeah. an incredible player that has game like I've never seen from a 19 year old coming out of Europe 19. just early into the year and and into his career. But not only that, I mean, he just finds ways to get the ball and. You look at him and he's still kind of doughy. Imagine when he gets an NBA body finally after being in the league a couple of years. I mean, he's going to be a monster. Yeah, and, and and I cannot stress that enough. He's 19 years old <laughs> and he's doing this type of damage on the NBA scene. I mean, he, he's doing the James Harden step back three. He's breaking guys down on the perimeter, getting to the rim. He's finishing he's with a more athletic Dirk. Yeah, I mean, my goodness, you look back at that d- draft day trade, you got to wonder if Atlanta scratching their head thinking, did we make the right decision? And Doncic was a guy I loved coming out. I didn't think he'd mm-hmm. be this this early, but I thought he had potential to be great because of his ability to shoot the ball from the outside and his step-back ability and the way he kind of just plays like a garb for the most part with his footwork and everything. The main thing he needs to work on is his defense. Mm-hmm. Well, it uh, doesn't get it easy for San Antonio. We're talking about Luka Doncic. Uh, the rookie has registered 25-plus points in each of his last four games heading into tonight's contest versus San Antonio. James, your coach, Pop, what's the first thing you're telling these guys? Let him get his or do your best and slow him down? I mean, you got to do your best to slow him down. You've got some yeah. great defenders on this team. The, the team, it looks like, in the last month to two months has really bought in defensively, as we saw when they won 14 of 16 and were just on a tear before this little two-game skid. And the main thing you have to worry about is just this game being on the road. The Spurs mm-hmm. have struggled on the road. They are seven and 14 away from the AT&T center this year. It is yeah. not great. Yeah. The, the Spurs definitely do not play well away from San Antonio. And tonight it is getting easier. Dallas uh, is 16 and five at home. Uh, and they're putting up 112 points per game and they're shooting an ungodly 46% at home. Uh, but when you look at this Mavericks team, it's not simply just, Luca, and pretty much at all, it pretty much is Luca. But outside of that, you know, you got players like Wesley Matthews, um, who you know can light up San Antonio as he has in the past. Uh, are there any other key players outside of Luca that the Spurs are going to have to look at tonight in their matchup? I mean, you look at the Mavs, and uh, obviously it is focused mm-hmm. around Luka Doncic, but a uh, guy being uh, rumored in, uh, in trades here recently. Dennis Smith Jr. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's another guy, high lottery pick mm-hmm. that you kind of got to worry about because he can go off at any moment. And mm-hmm. there's just, there's not a lot of big name talent. There's always that spur killer, JJ Barea. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, well, he, uh, he's out. Uh, I think for the season, he busted his Achilles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, busted yeah, his so. Achilles. But, you know, it, Harrison Barnes, you remember him from oh, yeah. Wesley Matthews. Uh, you always worry, like, is this going to be one of Dirk's final games against yeah. San Antonio? How is he going to perform? Because he's just older. You, you can tell mm-hmm. this is probably his final goal round as yeah. it pertains to Dirk Nowitzki. Like there's just not a lot left in the tank, but he can always go off. And then of course there's the big guy down low, DeAndre Jordan, who mm-hmm. they finally got after, you know, the Clippers locked him in a room a couple of seasons <laughs> ago. <laughs> and we let him go. But I mean, he, he's a monster down low and he's athletic and those yeah. bigger, bigger athletic bigs are ones that seem to kind of frustrate LaMarcus Aldridge and mm-hmm. keep him out of spots. He's bigger, he's stronger, he can muscle him away from his spots, and he's athletic enough to stay in front of him, and he's such a, a great jumper that he can really contest LaMarcus' shot and make his night extremely difficult. Yeah, um, as much as uh, all eyes will be on how Luca will play against San Antonio, I got to agree with you on that. I think um, I think the game could come down to LMA versus uh a big uh, DeAndre Jordan, uh, Marcus or Lamonster, as I've been calling him lately, had 56 points in the double overtime win. Been playing great of late. Uh, is logging a lot of minutes. A lot of the offense is flowing through him right now, so he'll definitely be key you versus say it could uh, Jordan. Come back to that matchup, but yeah. you gotta remember, Demar's really struggled here of late. Oh yeah, and part might be like, but if. The Spurs are going to get back on track. I think DeMar also has to get back on track because without Rudy, you've lost a score. Now you've lost another key component off your bench and Marco Bellinelli. So DeMar DeRozan kind of has to pick up that slack. It was coming easy for him earlier in the year, but he's doing more damage as a facilitator right now than he is as a scoring threat, mainly because he's just his shooting percentage is down right now. He's not shooting at the same clip he was. Mm-hmm. He's not getting easy of buckets as he was, and the shots mm-hmm. aren't falling. And part of that could be due to those tired legs because he's a mid-range guy that likes to also get to the buckets. So when your legs aren't there on those mid-range shots, your shot comes off a little flat, and all of a sudden you're missing more shots than mm-hmm. you're making. Well, I'm glad you brought up DeMar DeRozan. Um, in the last three games, James, he's only averaging about nine points per game in the paint. Um, mm-hmm. He's shooting about 39%. He's averaging 16 points per game. And um, in the plus-minus column... He's shooting around 50% during yeah. his first streak. Yeah, in the plus-minus column, the last three, he's a minus. So he's not doing the Spurs that much good right now. Now, to his credit, yes, he's still facilitating. He's still getting high assist numbers in the last few games. But you're right. Without his offense, the Spurs will sputter. Now, the good news is is that it looks like uh, Bellinelli will be back today and reports um, say that Rudy Gay could come back today versus Dallas. How big of a boost is that for San Antonio? It's massive because you're talking about a team that has LaMarcus and DeMar that they've had to lean on over the last couple of days. So teams can focus in on that. Now, Derek White has picked up the slack exponentially with an offensive production that a lot of people didn't really expect from him because outside of San Antonio, most of the NBA didn't even know who he was up until that breakout game on TNT 
where he just mm-hmm. lit the wall on fire. But he's he's sustained that scoring ability, and he's given the Spurs another weapon. But they were still down two weapons in, in mm-hmm. Bellinelli and, and especially Gay because Gay is their third lean scorer. He has been a great piece for the Spurs offense, and he's also been a great complement to LaMarcus and DeMar because he's a guy who can get his own shot. You know, Bellinelli is a guy that you've either got run off screens or, you know, kind of kind of get him into the offense to make things work for him. Rudy can be ISO'd out and just get his own buckets Mm -hmm. and much the way DeMar does. But when DeMar is struggling, Rudy helps to alleviate that pressure off of DeMar. So Mm -hmm. it, it stretches the defense further. It allows DeMar easier shots. So when Rudy's not there, the defense is able to focus more on DeMar and LaMarcus solely and maybe just try and take one of those two away. And if you've only got one great player playing great that night, it's Mm -hmm. a lot easier to contend with that team. Much like the Mavericks, when you talk about earlier, outside of Doncic, who do we need to worry about? Well, that's what it comes down to. It's those secondary players around the big piece that help. And that's why the Spurs were playing so well during that nice run that they had over the last 20 games is because Mm -hmm. all the pieces were healthy and all of them were being able to feed off one another. So if one guy was having an off night, the other stepped up. And if all of them had a great night, they were just blowing teams out. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, DeMar DeRozan noted um, the absence of Bellinelli and the loss to Charlotte after the game. Uh, he pretty much said, you know, that they missed Bellinelli. They missed his outside shot, spreading the floor for teammates and just the intangibles he brings off that bench. All right. So James and I, we're going to take our first break. We get back. We're going to talk more about tonight's matchup Spurs versus Mavs. All right, we are back, and I'm joined by James Pleasure of ESPN San Antonio. Be sure to check out his show this weekend, Saturday Morning Hangover. He, along with RJ Ochoa, bring you the best from, I guess, what, local and national sports, James? We like to talk about everything, and yeah. including I kind of want to get into this crazy story in the NBA this weekend with NS Cantor being <laughs> sought after for extradition by Turkey for – claims of ties to a terrorist organization like it's it's just the craziest story i've ever heard oh and by the way congratulations to you and rj for uh now being i guess the pre and post game show for all san antonio commander games this year congratulations i appreciate that yeah we're we're super excited about it because uh the commander's I, I've been out to a couple of practices now. I've looked at the team. They're led by GM Daryl DeMoose Johnson of the Dallas Cowboys and head coach Moose. Mike Riley, formerly Oregon State. So, I mean, they've got some good talent on that team. There's a lot of names you'll recognize. Curtis Drummond played at Mich- uh, Michigan State, was with the Texans, played in multiple games for the Texans. Speedy Noel out of Texas A&M. Like, they've got some talent. Dustin Vaughn, the former quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys like this is going to be a league and it happens at the perfect time it's the week after the Super Bowl and so it's going to start right after the Super Bowl it's going to finish before the draft starts right after free agency so teams are going to get a good look at players trying to Mm -hmm. get back into the league that for all intents and purposes some of these guys should be on an NFL roster 
and gives them a chance to open eyes of GMs in the NFL and get their way back into the league. Wow. So it sounds like some exciting times coming to San Antonio. Football is back in San Antonio. All right. So let's go to continue on our discussion, Spurs, Mavs. Uh, James, one thing I want to highlight is this. Nine of the last 10 regular season matchups between the Mavs and Spurs have only been decided by seven points or less. What is it about the Spurs-Mavs that give us some great games? It's a rivalry game, man. Much like much like any any good rivalry over the years, it doesn't matter if a team's up or if a team's down, those teams get up to play one another. So even though the Mavs have been down over recent years, they get up for the San Antonio Spurs because it is a close rival, it is an in-state rival, and they've got history dating back all the way to, mm-hmm. Lord forbid, Manu's foul on Dirk. <laughs> you had <laughs> to bring it up. <laughs> I, I, I had to, but I mean, this has, this is a rivalry that has a very deep rooted history that, you know, they've had to go through each other to get to NBA finals and uh, each team has spurred its way into the finals because of the other And sir, Remember the, the crazy game at the AT&T center with Vince Carter hitting the corner three, where it oh, took yeah, Spurs seven games to finally beat the Mavericks. And that was the closest series they had on the, on mm-hmm. the run to a finals. Yeah, it, it, it's been great. But uh, to see these two teams battle out for Texas supremacy, but in case you're wondering in those last 10 games, they get really close. The Spurs are eight and two versus Dallas. So uh, a little history on the Spurs side, James, I want to talk about Rick Carlisle. It seems to me if there's an NBA coach out there that really knows how to go at the Spurs, Popovich's system, it's him. He can really game plan against San Antonio. He can game plan against a bunch of teams. He's a great Mm -hmm. coach uh, dating back to his time at Indiana, but um, he's just been stuck with a roster that has lacked talent. And even though it's lacked talent, they've gone out and made these free agent acquisitions trying to get talent. But Mm -hmm. they've been free agent acquisitions that didn't always work out. Like when they gave Harrison Barnes that max deal to get him away from Golden State. He's a great complimentary piece. But he was never going to be the face of a franchise. Mm -hmm. DeAndre Jordan, another guy. And you'd seen uh, him in the league long enough to know that he was just a complimentary piece to a team. Yet they're paying him massive money. I mean, Mm -hmm. this team that has swung and missed on free agents and then when they have landed them they haven't been great wesley matthews is a guy they brought in thought was going to be a great complimentary piece to this young roster got hurt almost immediately and he just doesn't seem to be the same person he was when he was in portland so it's it's a combination of things with the front office and, and trying to put talent on that team but they're they've tried to do it right they've tanked i know that's a dirty word in the nba to get gr- uh, good draft picks dennis smith mm-hmm. jr one of them uh luka Doncic is certainly mm-hmm. proving to be that guy that they can finally build around and right. now you dennis smith jr trade rumors to where likely they're either trying to get a piece to complement Doncic better or another draft pick high mm-hmm. in the lottery somewhere to potentially try to get another piece to pair with Doncic cheap and early. Yeah, uh, Dallas is definitely on the rise. Uh, they're going to start building around Luka. 
And uh, they got pieces around him right now that they can definitely build around, but they definitely add more um, just because uh, maybe they not be in the, they not be in the top eight right now in the West uh, playoff chase. Doesn't mean this is still a dangerous team uh, the Spurs will face tonight. Okay, so James and I are going to take a final break. We get back. We're going to put a wrap on this episode of Lockdown Spurs and give our game predictions. We are back, and I'm joined by James Pleasure of ESPN San Antonio. James, uh, what's your Twitter handle? I am Pleasure, P-L-E-D-G-E-R. That's Pledge with an R on the end of it. There you go. Go give him a follow on Twitter. All right, Spurs, Mavs, how do you see tonight's game going down? Well, I think the Spurs finally get right, especially if Rudy Gay and Marco Bellinelli are back like reports Mm -hmm. that's going to give the Spurs the much needed offensive levity to take off of the plate of both DeMar and LaMarcus to where the scoring can be more spread out amongst the other players. And with the way uh, Derek White's been playing, I think the Spurs try to start to get back. I know it's a road game. The Spurs have struggled on the road, but they played well against Dallas, even though in close games, you mentioned eight and two over the last two games against the Mavericks. And it just feels like the Spurs are going to get back to it now that they finally got their pieces or starting to get their pieces back in place. And they Mm -hmm. might go on another big run here because of it, because they've got the T-Wolves coming up. They've got some winnable games coming up on the schedule to where they can get back on a nice little roll. Yeah, I got to agree with you. I think the Spurs get um, back on track, snap their two-game losing streak. Uh, I definitely want to keep my eye on the score at halftime. Um, if the Spurs are down on the road at halftime, they're 0-11. They have not won a game if they're down at the break um, away from the AT&T Center. So definitely want to keep that in mind tonight as you watch them, these two teams go at it. But I got to agree with you with reports saying that everybody will be back tonight. Um, they'll have their full complement of players. Spurs will get one. I think it'll be another close game, though. Uh, but the Spurs should get a road win and hopefully beef up that road record because it definitely needs some work. All right. So James and I, we're done talking. We want to hear from you. You can reach me at jeffgarcia74 at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at jeffgspurszone. And now James is going to tell you everything you need to know about Saturday Morning Hangover, his upcoming commander show, and much more. Yeah, the Saturday morning hangover, Saturdays, 9 to 11, 1250 ESPN San Antonio, 94.5 FM, or on the go, you can listen at ESPNSA.com or download the app in your app store, just search ESPN San Antonio, and uh, it's always fun, RJ and I just, we like to keep spurs between, or sports between the serious talks that we love to have and just the fun that you and I have on this podcast, because let's face it, we're, we're talking sports, man. It's, it's not brain surgery. It's not, (laughs) it's not anything overwhelming. Like it's sports. We should be able to have fun. And even though we disagree on most things, it's sports at the end of the day, we can agree to disagree at the end of it and be like, all right, let's go our separate ways. (laughs) (laughs) And, and your commander show, I guess that launches when the season launches, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, okay. February 9th is the kickoff. It's going to be uh, all of our live broadcasts. It'll be a two-hour pregame show at the game. 
So you can actually come out and see us. We'll be outside the Alamo Dome broadcasting live on home games and on the road. Of course, we'll be in studio here. So that's starting February the 9th when they take on the San Diego fleet out at the Alamo Dome. You'll be able to listen to us break down the game, get you ready for this new league, kind of get you caught up on rules and how this league's rules are kind of going to be different from the NFL, including no kickoffs and things like that. So it's going to be it's going to be fun and interesting. And I think there's going to be a lot of talent on the field for the San Antonio Commanders. All right. Make sure to go follow James on Twitter and check out his show Saturday morning hangover. And of course, look forward to his commander's pre and post game show. So for James Pledger, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked on Spurs. Locked on Spurs.